Welcome to the church family that is lifting lives through living love, inspiring hope, filling with faith, and transforming our world. These recorded messages are made available so that you might have additional opportunities to stay connected with us, and then you might learn and grow in your faith. God bless you as you hear the word today. And now, the message. The scripture this morning is from the book of Exodus, chapter 17, verses 8 through 13. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. He said, because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word. Our summer sermon series is called um, Summer of Service. So what comes to mind when you think of the word service? Do you think of someone who's served our country? Are you thinking of a religious service maybe, recalling the ways that you've been of service? Or maybe thinking of someone who's served you well? Well, the Oxford Dictionary defines service as a noun. That means the action of helping or doing for someone. Some words that you might also substitute for service include kindness, grace, courtesy, mercy, and blessing. So each week in July, we're going to explore the lives of different servants from the Bible. As we uncover the essence of servanthood, we'll be challenged to embody the heart of service in our daily lives. We'll look at servants who promote others as we explore the story of John the Baptist and his continual pointing to the coming of the Messiah. Ruth stays with Naomi and gives, despite the probability that leaving Naomi, as Naomi has encouraged her to do, is a better option for her. Her story exemplifies the service of a caregiver who serves sacrificially. Barnabas consistently encouraged others. He was a man who saw something in others that they didn't see in themselves, and he nourished those gifts until they bore good fruit. We'll explore Barnabas's story through the book of Acts. And finally, we'll end the, ser- the sermon series looking at the anonymous servant, the woman who breaks open her alabaster jar of expensive nard oil and lavishly anoints Jesus with this extravagant love shortly before his crucifixion and burial. She illustrates a generous giver. But today, we begin this series looking at those who support others, and mainly those who support their leaders, as we explore the story of Aaron and her. This duo worked tirelessly together to support Moses and bring victory to the Israelites. 
So first, let's break down the scripture that Linda just read with us, right? So what we do know is that Israel has been threatened with destruction. And in order for God's will to be done, he needs a trustworthy human that can lead his people, right? And they need an active community of defense and people literally willing to lend a hand. So what you have is a combination of these human energies coming together with the divine power. And, and if any one of these people are missing, then they fail because one part has not been accomplished. And so the whole cause is lost at that point. And so it's truly a team effort. So let's take a moment and let's look at the characters that in the story here, the people who were involved. So if you look at Moses, Moses is the primary leader of Israelites in, um, of the, in the Exodus from Egypt when they're leaving, right? And he is also the mediator of their law. And he is the one who leads them through their wandering in the wilderness. And so in addition to all that, now he has to lead these people to war. And so if we look at Aaron, what we know about Aaron is that he is Moses's older brother. He is a leader during Israel's early days, and he is the first of its high priest. So he has a very high leadership position. And her, we don't know a lot about her, but what we do know is that he is from the tribe of Judah, and he likely had a place of authority among the people because he is serving with Aaron and he is up serving with Moses. So those are just some minor things we know about Aaron and her and Moses. But here's two things we can be certain of about Aaron and her. One, Moses needed both of them. He needed both of them in order for him to be successful. They were his right-hand men. They were his top leaders. And he gave them authority to act on his behalf when he wasn't there. And we also know that they both had a calling and a purpose in God's plan. And we, in, in verse 12 today from our scripture, it said, when Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. Right? He would not have been successful without the two people holding up his arms. Because what we know is that he, every time he held up the staff, when his hands went down, the Israelites were defeated. But when he had it up, they would win the battle. And so just as God called Moses, he also called Aaron and he also called her. And he also calls each of us. And sometimes he calls us to be a Moses. Sometimes he calls us to step up and make the hard leadership calls and to be the main leader. And then sometimes he calls us to be an Aaron and a her. But neither role is more important than the other, right? Moses needed to be there and Aaron and her needed to be there just as much in order for the Israelites to be successful. Each of them in their own way is necessary to carry out God's plan. And so as we were putting this sermon series together and we were taking on the role of supporter we were preaching today, I thought about our ZUMC clergy team. And so we can think of Pastor Dave as our Moses. Um, now, of course, here, here's the catch. Dave is doubly blessed, right? Because he's got two Aaron's and two hers. Yeah. Though some days he may not agree with yeah. being nope. doubly yeah, blessed. I'm actually sure what that says about Yeah. His neediness, right? Maybe he needs more help than most. I don't know. He's never going to let us be together again while he's gone. Yeah, right. 
in all seriousness, each of our roles come together to support him, mm -hmm. right? Because yep. I'm pastor of intergenerational ministry, so I work with a lot of different ministries. Jamelin is pastor of hospitality and... What else is she doing? Community, community, like community engagement. Life. Thank and you. <laughs> Amber is our pastor of missions uh, and community engagement. Jamelin sort of does our community inside and, mm -hmm. and uh, Amber sort of does our community outside the walls. And I'm the pastor of wellness and worship. So yeah. thank me for one service at 10 o'clock in July. <laughs> so... <laughs> Or not. <laughs> but if we weren't here, then Dave would have to take on all these roles, right? And so part of our reason for being here is not only to help lighten his load with the work, but also to encourage and to support him. Um, and, yeah, and I do want to say he's on vacation, a much needed and deserved mm -hmm. vacation. And, you know, leaders need supporters so that they might be gone and everything goes on seamlessly. Like because David is gone doesn't mean we're not going to have worship on Sunday. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so what it does, though, is it allows him to also step into his role as senior pastor and to carry out the leadership that God's asking him to do in ways that he's not asking each of us to do. Right. And so, and all of you though, are also supporters to Dave and to all the clergy when you're lifting us up in prayer and giving us encouraging words, um, giving us a hug or yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So yeah, over the past couple of weeks, as we were talking about this sermon, uh, we talked about how each of us really prefers being in a supporting role, even mm -hmm. though we've had a lead role before, we really yeah. enjoy the sort of behind the scenes supporting role, helping the senior leader get the things done that need to be done. And we remembered reading this like 20 year old book yeah. of leading from the second chair. Although there's not a lot of books that talk about what you do in that second position, but no. this is still a good book. Mike Bonham and uh, Roger Patterson define a second chair, chair leader or an associate pastor like us as a person who's um, in a subordinate role whose influence with others adds value to the organization. So we're always trying to do that as we support Dave and this congregation is to add and bring value. Uh -huh. You know, and Aaron and her are just um, one example of that great relationship between senior and associate. You had Elijah and Elisha, uh -huh. and you have uh, Paul and Timothy, who are right. other great examples of duos that get the job done. Yeah, yeah. You know? And also, you know, there's Jesus, <laughs> that father-son relationship between God the Father and Jesus the Son. Jesus clearly takes on the role of a subordinate, or I'd say a supporter. Uh, consider Jesus's words in John 5:19: the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. So this statement about the eternal work of God articulates the senior associate paradigm a supportive associate is aware that she can only do successful ministry because of the authority and permission of the senior leader. I think that's the one thing about Dave. He is very good about empowering. Absolutely. Because um, he, he knows that he can't do it all and that he has to have the support of not just us, um, but also the whole church staff, right? Yeah. And so I think about the office staff and I think about our other ministry leaders um, who make this place move forward and to grow. Um, you know, we formed within our office last year, we formed a ministry team, which is our SAMs, our youth, mission, hospitality, administrative staff, um, children, all of these 
people are working together. Um, and then there's um, an administrative team. Don is our office manager and Mike and John who does communications. And if you just look at this, the slide, there's so many people that it takes to make um, ministry happen here and worship happen here and that we're all working together, right? What happens is when we all start to work together as a team, nobody's burdened with getting it all done. And we are able to use our gifts and they're all very different, but that's the beauty of us coming together. Um, we can come together and support and encourage one another. Not to mention, we, we just have a lot of fun in the office. We do. We, do. Of we have Look a great team. Um, it's very chatty in our office. If you ever drop by during the week, there's it can be very chatty. Chat. Yeah. We've learned that we can't always write sermons there because it's kind of chatty. <laughs> but another way that people also serve is, I think about you guys um, and how you're leading um, in our lay servants and our ministries. And then you think about those who are going out and doing missions. And this past week, Zach took two of our youth down to Indy. Um, for a mission trip, and we're going to invite them to come up and share a little bit about their experience and how their roles support. So Peyton and Gabby, if you could come up here and join us. So they went with an organization called Group, and the thing about Group is they have, um, they travel um, throughout the summer, and they have multiple sites in multiple cities, and they have different youth groups that come in and out all summer to these sites during the weeks, and the youth continuously are serving the same population. Um, and that way, well, one church is in, they're doing work, and then they leave, and another church comes in. And so this community is continually getting served and supported. And so we um, just wanted each of you to, I'm going to give you the mic here in a second, tell about um, just how you served this week, what your experience was. So Gabby, what did you, how did you serve? What was your experience this week? And just tell us a little bit about what you did. So every group split up into groups of like, I think around maybe four or five people. And we would each go to a different site, sites such as food pantries. Um, my group worked at a nursing home and we got to serve the populations around us. I... I went to two work sites because uh, we only had 24 people there in total. And um, so the first thing we did was uh, go to Midwest Food Bank and uh, we packed bread for most of the two days and that was very enjoyable. I will never look at a great value brand hot dog bun the same way ever again in my life. So that's one thing. And then the other two days we went to New Wineskins Ministries, a food pantry. Uh, Actually, you know, it's halfway between downtown Indianapolis and here, but uh, fantastic place, wonderful people, and, uh, well, I, I was packing carts up in the back, being a good servant while everyone else was talking to the others in the front, but it was a very good time, uh, great time had by all, and, uh, yeah, I'm just glad I didn't get the hot mic first because that would have been bad. Sorry, Gabby. Well, Peyton, I have one more question for you. So uh, you you're can not take off the hook. Peyton can answer this or this one first. <laughs> you can take um, this question. So tell me, what about your experience um, surprised you the most? There's a lot more need in the local community than you really think. And um, it, it's true that Indianapolis, some parts of it are good areas and some parts of it are bad areas, but the bad areas do need a lot of help. And... Um, a lot more help locally than I think that we could give more of. 
I feel like it surprised me how much the work was noticed. Like we did things that were kind of surprising. Like we washed windows and people would come up to us and say thank you and everything. And we didn't realize how much it actually made a difference doing something as small as that. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. And please give them a... Thank you guys, you can go. You can go down. <laughs> we'll move back to the center. But it, and if, so if you think about the work that they did, they're supporting other people. Um, and as Peyton said, you know, there's a world out there that's in need. But if you think about um, the legacy here at yeah, Zionsville. Yeah, they're following a great legacy of ZUMC um, members who serve in our community. Um, there's just a few photos of you guys in service, but uh, we're actually, we're helping at Habitat and Barnes UMC, uh, the Children's Home in Lebanon, Love Inc., Saws, the Kids Closet, Family Promise, and um, not to mention the things we do right here, like pretty soon we'll be collecting materials for backpacks. You guys are volunteering as Stephen ministers and ushers and on the tech team and in the band. And so we need for you to keep doing that. And we need you to know how much, not just we appreciate it, but how much I know that God appreciates your service and your supporting of each other and the community. Yeah, I think as we said earlier, no role no one role is more important than the other role, right? I mean, when you're out serving, um, even though Peyton doesn't want to look at another hot dog bun, that is so, that was a vitally important role to this community who needs food, right? Washing windows. Every way that you guys serve here in the church is supporting ministry happening here at Zionsville. Um, and so this whole sermon series, you're going to ask to kind of have a challenge at the end. Um, and so this week, we're going to ask you to find a way to support somebody else this week. How can you support somebody? Maybe it's somebody in leadership. Maybe it's finding someone out, someone to serve, right? Just lightening somebody's load. Um, and so we've also created this interactive um, element where you can participate because we want your participation this month of July. So one, you can go online and participate by doing that. If you go to the church's website at the top, you'll see a tab that says resources. If you click on resources, then you can go down and click on live stream. And then you'll see a section called summer of service influencers and a form will pop up and it'll allow you to enter information. And what it does is you can honor someone who supports you. But if you came in and you noticed the board out there, the slats, that the rolling slat board, it has a bunch of cards on it. We've kind of, some people have started already, but you can write down, you don't even have to write down a name, but you can write down someone who has supported you um, and made a difference because of their support. And so you can honor them by writing their name on that card or you can go online. So I think we're looking forward to this summer of service series and um, just seeing all the different ways in which our church comes together um, and supports one another. 